Ha ha ha! You got no stamina, boy. I took it for eight months. Way up in the sky, like a bird so high. Oh, I might just try. I wish that I could fly. Way up in the sky, like a bird so high. Oh, I might just try. Oh, I might just try. Alienation version 2.0. See there, guys? I can get that right every now and again. Awesome. This is episode no 106. Hey, shh, talking over here. The adults are talking, Jesse. Oh, jeez. This is episode 106. I am Dan. You heard Jesse. I think you heard Nick. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Justin here? I'm here. Justin. Did you get any flying in, Justin? No. No <laughs> flies. Back. No flies. He's back in the no hizzle. fly <laughs> in his house. Yeah, I didn't. Really? Is it crappy weather? Gonna blame it on the weather. That's huh? my. That's my. Well, dude, that was the first Rolodex card that popped up, and it's pretty popular this time of year around the Pacific Northwest. Crappy weather. Actually, you know, it's good weather when I can't fly. Some of you may have seen my my complaint on Facebook a couple of days ago. I'm at work. 10, 12 hours a day, the sun's out, slight breeze, actually somewhat temperate, and I can't do a damn thing about it. And just about the time when I get off of work on Friday, it starts raining. Hmm. So that's my life for about the next nine months. And then you're doing some traveling this week. I am doing some traveling. Hmm. I will be in Washington, D.C. Hanging out with the Star Trek convention? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you could call it that. A bunch of us nerds that are into rocket propulsion of the plasma variety will be getting together in the nation's capital while the government is shut down. Can you make me a TV? Why would I want to do I don't that, know, dude? Plasma TV? Plasma TV? No. I saw that on. one come on. <laughs> I saw that one. Can you bought that one? Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> you can't why not because plasma tvs are inferior dude oh i don't, I don't to know L- to lcd tvs oh so does that mean plasma propulsion is inferior to lcd propulsion that's exactly what it means <laughs> if lcd was a propulsion it would be inferior <laughs> it would be inferior absolutely <laughs> uh, no but dude despite the fact that i did not fly this week i still had a good week i Pulled the trigger. Now, you're going to think this is impulsive, and actually, it is kind of for me. It is. But it's okay, because yeah, Nick you, Nick is you on the line. You bought like eight helicopters in the last month. Why would we think anything's impulsive? Eight. Yeah. Two. Well, okay. Two. Slight and, exaggeration, and dude, but you, you get the point. Hey, mute. Shh. Oh, was that quiet me over or, there. Was that me or Nick? Qu- Who? Qu- quiet over there, Nick. Oh, Nick. You gonna stand for because that? because anything that that appears remotely impulsive from me or Dan or Jesse is completely overshadowed by your typical actions. Oh, that's true. Oh. That is true. <laughs> that sounds like a call out there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, dude, you were supposed to fight back. You kind of took it a little bit. 
too seriously there. No, it's funny because you're 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 coming to the OK Corral with empty guns. Oh, oh. <laughs> who's who sold a helicopter in the last month? Yeah, uh, that that's the sound of silence. <laughs> uh, who's bought a helicopter in the last month? Me. Yep, and sold. Correct. No. And or selling. What have I sold? No, I haven't sold my nitro yet. Well, okay. It's up for sale. <laughs> <Jeez. That's> cool. <laughs> but you, you see, you you've got to consider. You've got to consider history here. Well, I'll, I will give you times one hundred points for history because no one is more sporadic than I. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, enough about beating Nick down for his impulsiveness. I bought uh, a rave, a rave ENV Nitro. So you're the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, dude. I'm the they, one guy that's they keeping still make Curtis parts for in that? business. They do. <laughs> do they? Uh, nice. Yeah, when you Actually, place your order, Curtis walks out, fires up the mill. <laughs> tosses a chunk of, those, of aluminum uh, on there. He's yeah, got one of those pot of coffee printers. on. Yep. <laughs> He's got one of those 3D printers, one-off everything. So so get this. You know I was looking to, to try a different 90-size Nitro than the Whiplash. Put the Whiplash up for sale this week. Pretty good deal. Check it out if you're interested. In the meantime, I was looking for another heli to put my engine in, my YS91 3DS. And I found this Rave. It's a new-in-box, fly-barless Rave ENV. Guess what I got this for? This is off of Run Rider. Guess what I got this for? Just just go for it. Ninety nine ninety nine. No. See, you douched me, Dan. Because you, you chose a number that's high. like way lower than it actually is. So is now it's not going to be as impactful. I douched 400 you. Bucks. You douched me. Oh man. Four hundred bucks. <laughs> that sounds bad. Five hundred bucks. <laughs> Three hundred bucks. Wow. $300 new in box. That's a pretty good deal, dude. Untouched. Untouched, man. That's a good deal. I I opened it when it came in a couple of days ago. It has not been touched. Untouched for years. (laughs) That's probably true. (laughs) It came out in what, like 2010 or 2011? So it's easily two or three years old. Hey, you and Reyes have something in common now. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, there Maybe you can go. give you well, some building also, James, James <laughs> Allen, one of our listeners, and also, I don't know his first name, but Squid, he goes by Squid628 on our forums. Uh, those two have been helping me out with a couple of tips and tricks and giving me some information about their raves. They've got a couple of different electric and nitros, so me Dude, and my- those three and Reyes will be the four people that keep keep that product line keep going. it going mine was great like five or six years ago it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> just just lightly oh, just add it on awesome. that's okay hey you know what i feel good about it it was a 300 dollar purchase i i mean i guess i could argue that i i bought it on principle it 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 Probably didn't matter what it was, what brand of heli it was, or how old it was, but 300 bucks for a new in-box heli, it's got to be worth something. Huh. 300 bucks? We'll see. I'm excited. 
Not going to be able to touch it until I get back from travel, unfortunately, but uh, that's okay. I've got all the time in the world now with this crappy weather. <laughs> yeah. No rush. Are we going to take bets on when it actually Do flies? it. Do it. I, I would love... Well... I would love see, to beat someone. You see, the thing is, you know, as of recent, you're, it would appear that you're getting quicker with that. But as Jesse so uh, eloquently pointed out last week, the goblin was already built. So we can't really use that as a reference on how quickly. Yeah, that one doesn't. It doesn't really apply to this situation. So we have to kind of cancel that one fair. out. That's Two fair. Two were built. So I'm thinking at least a year. <laughs> a year. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to be able to find parts for that thing? Dude, yes. They st- okay. <laughs> they still stock parts right, for it. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Cuz oh, yeah, if you're good. into buying helicopters that you can't get parts for, I've got a couple of JR concepts. No, I've like I've seen what you've got. <laughs> I don't want your shit. I got an Ergo 30. I got a couple 550. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Apparently, man. you're into buying old helicopters. No, dude. I'm just giving you shit. Two all to three the, years? The, Come on. Seriously? All the Youngblood fans are going to start saying He still makes now. he makes parts for them on Friday. He does. On Friday. <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> Monday through Thursday is filled with flying stingrays, and on Friday, he makes rave parts. <laughs> that's funny. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. Past noon. Friday past noon. Best news. <laughs> All right. Who bought the damn feathering shaft this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what else you been up to, dude? Is that about it? You got anything else dude, you want to that's, that's been it. Alrighty. That's pretty much been it. What have you been up to, Nick? Uh, I got a little bit of flying in. Not much, yeah. that's for sure. You been running? Just a, you been running? Uh, <laughs> 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 yes. Are your old bones trail like half marathon? Yes, um, I'm, I don't know, last seven days, it's, I have not tallied it up, but it's something just dumb, like, between like 33 to 36 miles, or or somewhere around in there, maybe, maybe more, I don't know, it's all such a blur now. That's like how far I drive to work every morning. It's not cool, like, it is not, (laughs) I'm past that, this is gonna be awesome stage. Now and you just I'm, want it to be over with. I do. I 100% want it to be over. I want to run it tomorrow. I want to get up and be like, let's do this and get it Is over Is your insurance with. paid up? Yep. Good. <laughs> I'm all good to go. I'm going to bring my every, every painkiller, everything you can possibly bring, I'm bringing it. And when the race is over, you're going to get high, high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't the plan, but uh, legal. Yeah, Painting. legal prescription. Yeah. No, we don't do none of that. No, I'll t- I'll take the pain. It'll be good. But no, I got some, I got some uh, warpage flights in, just a little bit. Yeah. Still really enjoying that. Uh, Thank uh, God. On lunch at work or just yeah after on work? lunch at work because nice. that's I mean yeah the weather's just been miserable. However, oh man, was it nice today. And I plan on getting out all day tomorrow. Amen, brother. I know. I'm, I'm just so freaking excited. I've got, I finally said to heck with it. After, you know, after flying the, 
the Blade 700X so much and, you know, just getting so used to the way that it flies, then you go back and you fly the, the 700 EDFC, it was like, dude, this thing flies like butt. I mean, there's just something not right about it uh, for, for my flying style. And what I decided to do was to go ahead and pick up the KDE SXT head for it. So I am ditching DFC on that heli and going back to a standard style head, which uh, my gut says that that's gonna that's gonna help bridge that gap and get some of that you know anti bobble that that head style really works. So I'm excited to try that tomorrow because I got it all set up. Yeah, although the only thing that's Sweet. weird, and Jesse can confirm this. And I think actually, Dan, I'm going to send you the XTS head that's on there so you can try on your Nitro. I do not understand why it doesn't seem to matter on the Nitros. I would agree. I, 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 I wonder if weight has something to do with it. It's got to be a disc loading thing. Just it's because, gotta yeah. Be. Yeah, it, it has to be because, you know, I've flown the XTS and the SXT head back, back to back on the Nitro and... I mean, the XTS flies, you can tune it to where you can just hammer on the sticks, and it never bobbles. Uh, it, it must just be the added weight of the electric model. And again, I'm only talking about, you know, on the electric, pretty much like under 2100, I would say, right around in there. I think once you get up above 2100 on the head, it, you know, the DFC style flies fine. Uh, I still don't prefer it, but I think that it flies fine and you can tune anything out. But, you know, I'm really rocking this Maxwell style down at 1960 right now and a whole butt ton of pitch and just loving it. Yeah. Butt ton. Butt ton. That's a lot. Oh, it's yeah. like PG-13 a... up in this shit. Uh, Is that anywhere I near think a shit I'm, ex- Is that... I'm sitting at about 13 and a half, I think, right now. Huh. Nice. I keep, it's weird doing that made it so much, the power delivery so much smoother and so much more comfortable Yeah, that I'm actually now running it kind of like hotter wide open collective. Like it's, you know, the model I'm running, it's faster wide open collective than it used to be, but I've yet, I'm more comfortable with it, which is just weird, but. And uh, just to confirm, 13.5 is, in fact, just shy of a shit ton, but it is, in fact, a butt ton. It is a butt ton. I'm glad you covered that, yeah, Yeah. because I was getting a little nervous I wasn't sure either. I I did my... uh, I was wondering if he was going to start singing children's songs next. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I think that's the... Man, that's the plan. I, I just got my... Uh, the deck, the deck lid for my charging case from Progressive. So thanks guys for sending that out. Yep. And it is time to start, I think. Do you want to build mine too? Uh, no. I haven't even started (laughs) mine. It's not really something that I particularly enjoy because it's like I want it to be super fancy, but yet... When it all comes down, it's like, I don't have time to make this thing super fancy. It just needs to work. It just needs to work. But, I'm, you know, since I'm actually going with three chargers in mine, 
kind of need to make a decision on that third charger, what I want to do before I can accommodate the whole thing. I thought you already decided. I kind of had, but then, you know, it's like, God, man, I, I... I had decided that I either wanted to put a 206B or a 306B underneath, uh, underneath the deck lid. Uh, that will probably fit the best. But then part of me, you know, I had, uh, I think before this setup, I had a Thunder Power. I don't even remember the nun- the number on it, like the 820 or something, the, the dual 400 watt one. With that setup with the wires coming out kind of the top, well, it's kind of like the same idea as like your Hyperion, Justin, mm-hmm. except that it's not, you know, doesn't need its own area code. <laughs> yeah, that, um, the Hyperion's freaking huge, dude. Yeah, and the, and the Thunder Power worked great. And so I thought, well, you know, real estate-wise, I can probably get that down in there on top of those power supplies and still get the whole thing under the deck lid. And while I don't need the extra power... It would be cool to have, like, for this case, it would be cool to have a dual-port charger because I can just leave, you know, it goes back to that laziness thing. I can leave one port strictly set up for, like, parallel charging warp packs. I can leave the other port just set up for, like, receiver packs. Yep. So I really wouldn't have to change any settings. So after I thought about that, I kind of went, oh, man, great. Yeah, here we go. I feel... I, I feel like I'm really like freaking Justinizing this one to death. Yeah. I was, you know, I was <laughs> waiting for you to to man up. No, and I, I do. appreciate you for saying that because you were the person that were give, was giving me a load of crap last week about not knowing what charger I wanted. Yeah, you All know right. the difference though. I what? kept it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm perfectly. I. I I own no, it. dude. That's what friends are for. That's what we're here for. And I, I, I want to help you through your struggles. So don't be shy. Don't be shy. Ask away. Yeah, you're gonna regret that. No, <laughs> just kidding. I'm only kidding. That's we okay. love playing. That's our favorite game. We, That's what we do. We go Me back and, and forth all the time. All the time. Devil's advocate. Back and forth. This. What about this? What about this? Yeah. So. Man, I think about it. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. man. Holy crap! Ton of emails on the seven hundred X review. Thank you guys for all your feedback. Thank you for the kind words, everyone. Yeah, hopefully I got most the majority of all the questions answered. Thank you very much, Horizon Hobby, Stephen Petrodo, campaign. Thank you very much for helping us make that happen. Uh, a lot of fun. Really continue to enjoy that, Heli. How about you, Jesse? What have you been up to? I, I'm finally, I'm not no fly this week. I finally oh. got some flying in. You you, sh- you shook it, huh? I the did. I, sh- I shook it. I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take Justin just beating me down. Relentlessly. <laughs> I mean, if for, uh, if for no other reason I had to you go You got no stamina, in. boy. I took it for eight <laughs> months. <laughs> No, I made it out, um, let's see, yesterday, which would be Thursday. Went out there yesterday morning. Had to go out early because I had to get back for class at 1. So I made it out to the field at about 8.30 in the morning, which ended up being a huge mistake. Considering (laughs) at 8.30 in the morning, it was 
38 degrees out. Yeah. So I I should have known. I didn't really bring my transmitter glove or too much winter gear. Um, so I was only out there for a couple hours. Got in probably seven, eight flights. Not not too much happening yesterday. I did, however, learn though. Remember how a couple weeks ago I was saying I'm using that Scorpion motor oil on pretty much you know all the output shafts, swash plate, pretty much everywhere on the heli. Mm-hmm. That, that stuff gets pretty thick in the cold weather. I I did notice so. I, uh, it, and I, I noticed it the most in the tail performance. It was actually kind of gumming up on the output shaft on the tail once it got really cold out. So once I got home from the field yesterday, I tore the tail apart on both my helis, or on all my helis, and cleaned all the, the uh, motor oil off and started using the tri-flow. It just seemed to be a lot thinner, and it worked great today for the colder weather. So a oh. little little tip there. Huh. Yeah, it, it was weird. Like the the tail got signet like you could tell it was really really gummed up and it had that nice slow wag to it when i was trying to fly it and i'm like man this is you know really weird but as soon as i brought it back to the bench and uh yeah it was it was very clear that it was a lot harder on it now i bet you that in the motor it wouldn't matter cuz that thing's going to warm up yeah it's going to get hot really quick yeah yep yeah exactly i you know but, dude i thanks for bringing that up I've never even. I'm gonna pay attention now. Yeah, and then and then, like I said, I actually went through and cleaned it all off because we. I've I've had to learn the hard way too. What happens when you mix triflow and scorpion motor oil? <laughs> you get this nice paste that doesn't lubricate anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then today I I made it out to the field again today. Got in like 15 flights today. It was awesome out there. My my afternoon lecture got canceled. Got an email yesterday saying. Three o'clock cl- class is canceled. So what that means for me is at noon I'm taking off heading to the field. So got out there at about one o'clock. Did a bunch of tuning on the six HV Ultimate. Like finally got that thing dialed in. Had it for a couple weeks now, but I have had some issues with electronics. Like I had mentioned, I had a crash due to a servo failure, and so put a new set of servos in there, and finally got the thing just completely tuned up, ready to go. So. That was a big success for today, just getting that heli flying. And all all my helis are flying. I don't know. I don't think they were at last point. At last week, you guys were giving me crap about the nitro you not were, flying, right? You were ready to remaiden the nitro. <laughs> the so nitro, you're now reporting that it has been flown. It has flown. It okay. flies. So it's good to go. I actually have, first time ever, four flying helis right now in my fleet. Wow. Two, 700, two 700s, a 600, and a 450. Dude. So I'm really definitely the 450 doesn't really count. I have three and a half flying helis. There you go. <laughs> I, like that. I like that. No, I huh. mean that that's a first for me. I've never had had that many helis, especially all going at the same time. So that's it's pretty cool. Plenty of options when I go out to the field. And then for the weekend, I'm I'm planning on. I know that you guys might might judge me on this, but that that's okay. I think tomorrow I might be going to a planker fun fly. The one up in Spokane. The one up in Spokane, dude. I was thinking about going to that. Yeah, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Dieter this past week and a couple other guys um, that fly out in Spokane. Just you know, wondering is anyone going there? It'd be cool just to go hang out with someone that fl- <laughs> that's flying almost anything at this point. So hopefully, I think Dieter said he might make it out there tomorrow or Sunday. Um, so we'll have to see if I run into him. But I think I'm for sure going to take off in the morning. I mean, it's like a, it's an hour and a half drive for me, so really not too far. Yeah, um, get out there in the morning. Yeah, that's that's getting a little far for a day. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Dieter's been sending Dieter. me text messages all day trying to talk me into it. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm probably taking off here around seven thirty tomorrow morning. Get there, you know, nine o'clock and spend the day flying. So that should that should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Dude, I want to go to a fun fly. You'll wait till next year, Mister. <laughs> well, hey, wait oh. a minute. We need to. Hey, Justin. What? Oh, member of the Snohomish Club. Why don't you, you make the call the proper authorities and let's do a a frozen toast fun fly again? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like we did like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, polar bear fun fly. That's it. Except that Dude, wasn't we that like rocking it in the snow. Yeah, that usually the first week like in January it was snowing. Yeah, it was January first. Yeah. yeah, true. We did it in the snow. Flew. I I will speak with the powers that be. Yeah. I think we should. Does it not nice. snow there very often? Because I'm flying in the snow every day in the winter around here. No, no, it was not like, down there. I mean, you know, we'll get a couple of storms of a season, but it's not as common as your area, Dan. Yeah. That time was not just like snow on the ground. It was no, it was like we were flying while <laughs> flying the snow was snow. coming down. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. It was. It fun. was awesome. Sweet. Nice. Other other than that, I, I've been back on the sim. I started simming again every single night this week, so that was good. Trying to get some of those skills back. Yes. I That's it. I haven't been simming a lot lately. <laughs> no? No, I haven't been simming. <clears throat> Not for I have been, week. but I can't do the... I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but what is it that you guys are seeing in the whole online sim? The social aspect of it, you nerd. Well, I'm all for social, but remember, he doesn't like, like people. <laughs> yeah. Hook your mic up and talk to people. Yeah, you got to yeah, hook your but, mic up and but talk. But then you you don't. I got in there for like five minutes with Mark and someone else, like a week and a half ago. Flew around a little bit. Ended up crashing while watching Mark try to do something. I don't know what it was. That's not making fun of you, by the way, Mark. But how do you focus on that, dude? You just. I mean, it's like there are like three or four other people buzzing around. It's like a fun. It's like fun fly training. Yeah, dude. It's then you have auto rotation contests and you joke around and you talk and and you dude, make fun of people hour that goes type by really fast. You chastise people for making you stop flying to type if they don't have a headset. I, I gotta say, I did feel a little douchey because I left after like five minutes. You are a douche. That's that's a douche move, dude. <laughs> wow. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I douched you. It's not about. Isn't Jesse can attest to this? It's not about you. You don't go online to really practice. You go online no, that, to kind of hang out. That's not a progression night. No, by that's any a, means. That's just hanging out and shooting the shit and trying new stuff with other people and doing some auto contests or whatever. It's fun. It's not a. It's not a training session. All right. Well. It's it's social interaction. Is that, is that four? I know exactly what you're saying, dude. <laughs> it doesn't fit with sim though. No, it, I just everyone, need to get the job done. Give him another month, and, and he'll he'll be there. Like, I just yeah. I just want to talk to anyone. I just could someone talk to me. <laughs> Will someone please fly with please me? Please come talk to me, somebody. <laughs> I'm lonely and I don't know what time it is. And it's this cold. hasn't hit yet. That's all. <laughs> Which, for the record, Justin, it hasn't. That part hasn't hit yet for me either. So don't feel bad because well, I can't. My, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it doesn't. I hosted work. one. 
for about five minutes and was like, nah, well, I don't even want people. To you know what I so do? I'm just going to leave. <laughs> I get the Xfinity <laughs> app on my iPad and turn on a TV show and just whatever it is, you know, whatever one I'm thinking of and just let it play while I'm simming and sort of kind of half ass pay attention. I listen to other what? podcasts. What? Oh, yeah? Yeah. While you're simming? Yeah. But doesn't that, like, how are you focusing on progression when you're thinking of what how they're are you saying? focusing when you're watching TV? <laughs> <laughs> because I've seen the episodes, though. Okay, so I watch Big Bang Theory. I've seen, like, all of them 50 times, dude. It's just yeah. background noise. Well, this exactly really explains a lot. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so watch TV while I sim. How, how is that, Nick? No, I... I yeah, I don't. I will maybe listen to music more so just for the beat. But when I sim, yeah. but most of the time, nothing because you you just gotta, dead silence. No, the the gloriousness that is the sound of the helicopter. Oh the yeah, blades. dude, I crank the sound up absolutely. I'll I'll tell you though, my collective management's so amazing that it just sounds like. Uh, just, just monotone i mean it's it's not reporting anything so it's definitely not uh. lifelike <laughs> i did kind of throw that one out there on the table for you, you did, to grab you huh that was actually a pretty easy one thanks for throwing me that bone no yeah, i'm a know. music guy i go yeah music. i listen to music music too. Music, music is good too yeah yeah so this week for me dude I love Nitro. I do. I just love yeah. it. Right there with you. I just, you know, I fly that goblin for a while and I'm liking it. But when the Nitro is on and things are working, God damn, that's a lot of fun to fly. You know? So this past weekend, um, got a lot of flights in on the Nitro. Only got one day in because the weather is shitty been shitty all week except for today but i got a bunch of parts in this week i went uh went on a little bit of a shopping binge got some compass blades in oh i couldn't pass i couldn't pass the deal up man there was a hell of a sale on those last week oh yeah there was dude it's not there anymore by the way justin did you capitalize on that i didn't capitalize on it 82 bucks. $82 for nice. Compass 700s, man. And if if you needed tailblades, they're also, what were they, like 17 bucks or 18 bucks? Uh, I didn't look at the tailblades. Just um, ridiculous. They're, I checked again. They're back up at 110 So uh, you win. Couldn't pass it up. I almost bought like three sets, but I'm like, nah. I don't even know if I like these blades. Yeah, I mean, they are compass blades. I know. So. That's the thing. I might just use them to hit my dog. Baby or steps. Baby steps. Yeah, use exactly. them to hit your dog. <laughs> <laughs> I got some parts in for a DFC head. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, I got... I bought that new over-under tail slider. You guys had a chance to look at that? Which the one? one? They copied? The KDE? The no, or no, the no, actual yeah, the one line. that Align copied from KDE. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's on mine stock. Yeah. I remember it very well. I think I forgot to install like three of the four screws in Nick's. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that. I got some, uh, just some various <laughs> random parts. 
<laughs> I just think that's awesome that he brought it up and I didn't have to. Didn't have to say a word. Because that's where I was headed. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. Dude, I'm right there with you, Nick. You guys done yet? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh-huh. So I got some random just stuff, parts, you know, stuff. You know how it is. You make an order and you're like, oh, I guess I should buy some of these. And like what, that. dude? Yeah, you know, skids, uh, booms, torque tubes. Canopy? You no, get a new I canopy? Of those, dude. I got, dude. I've got like seven canopies. <laughs> all brand new. Same, are they all the same design? They're all the same design. You got to start crashing. Wow, dude. Not only are they, they're, they're both 600 and 700. So I probably got even the 600s are the same as the 700s. Yeah. Design wise. Design wise. Wow. That's pimp. Dude. I, (laughs) the color, the scheme that I have that aligned scheme, and I don't know the part number. I, that is absolutely, it's the one that you guys all see in the pictures. That I have. Mm-hmm. That's the one, dude. That, that to me, it just really sticks out. I really enjoy that color. So I went with it. Awesome. So I still have six untouched power supplies. Got that going for me. <laughs> I just can't bring myself to do anything with them. I'm like, I get home from work. I'm like, uh, yeah, well, I guess I can do that tomorrow. Tomorrow rolls around. Nope. I need to get them going because I was telling Nick, I was talking to him, I think, in the middle of the week, and um, I think my power supply is only putting out like seven volts right now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, That's what the input voltage says on my charger, so I'm guessing it's not lying to me. So, yeah, I got to do something about that, especially since I have six power supplies. You You would think I would have something charging, right? One would hope. So I'll get that hopefully done tomorrow. And then um, big news, Tuesday, the the reincarnate old blue shows up. Oh, yes. Did you name it yet? I, dude, I it's I ended up going with the silver one. Thank you. Yes. Um, Sophisticated. Yes. I I had, to, <laughs> when I, the, the approval went through last Friday, uh, the morning before we recorded or Thursday, and then... I had to let them know by Monday what color I wanted, Monday morning. And after we had had our conversation, something occurred to me, and it wasn't necessarily the conversation we had, but somebody said to me, it might have been you guys, I don't remember, but somebody said, when you see a mobility scooter, what color do you see? Everywhere you go, what colors? Red and blue. Like the main colors. And so for that that purpose alone, I went with silver. I think that's reasonable. That works. And also someone said that um, silver would probably be a better color for decals. You know? Yeah. So looking forward to that. That uh I'm I'm But no new hoping, name. No, we need to come up with a name for it. <laughs> kinda Dude. like the dog. I was in the chat room the other day and I was like, Hey, I need help guys naming this scooter. And they were throwing these really like silver surfer. I'm like, what? <laughs> Silver Surfer, what? Why would I name it? Sil- Come on, man. <laughs> and then uh, Heli, uh, Michael was just going off. I mean, he, I was like, dude, have you been drinking? I mean, he was just giving me these silly, silly names on purpose, obviously. But so let's come up with a name. Here's the deal. I want listeners to kind of help me with this. 
And if you can come up with a name that I just absolutely love, I will buy you a shirt, an RC Hilly Nation shirt. Personally, or do we all have to pitch in for that one? Yeah. (laughs) And by buy, you mean give because we already (laughs) bought them. (laughs) No, I mean buy because we have, I have to have one made. Okay. Ah, all right. I actually have, I don't know if you guys know this, but I've got the hookup on some kind of non-standard RC Hilly Nation t-shirts. If I need to get a one-off shirt, I can do that for relatively cheap. But they're not the designs, the latest designs that Nick came up with. They're the old school shirts that no one really has anymore. The ones that you guys will see me wear at Funflies that nobody else has. Hmm. Kind of the like the censorship one, the got pinked one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the band we got one that says RC Heli Nation, or it says, are you a citizen? It's got the big band stamp over the top of it. <laughs> nice. They're, they're the old designs, but nonetheless, they're, I, I can still get those. I don't want to make them readily available because they're kind of the old designs, but uh, yeah, so let's come up with a name. And I'll even buy one of you guys, you know, you three assured if you come up with a name. How's that sound? Hmm. Ooh. So I'll so, give it some thought. It's electric, right? Electric scooter. No, it's a two-stroke gas. Well, I was going to say, if it, if it wasn't, we could call it the Silver Slimer. <laughs> but <laughs> I just Dude, I kind of like that name anyway. <laughs> Silver Slimer. I, I just don't know if it quite fits. Eh, it, do, it, it does if I say it does. We could, yeah, but then it sounds gross. We could put, <laughs> yeah, we could put a bunch of Morgan Fuel stickers all over it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Kind of rolls off the tongue. No? Just let me know no. where to send the address where you need to ship the shirt to. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hold <laughs> off on that one. I'm sure somebody else will come up with a better name. Uh, not that I'm, you know, putting down your effort because kudos to you for that. No ideas, huh? You guys are all stumped? Nothing? I got nothing. I, I'm going to have to think about I'm it. I'm thinking, yeah, let's see what happens. Okay, well, I other than, you know, just uh, getting some parts in and working this week, uh, weather has just been non-cooperative, unable to fly. Today would have been a good day to fly, but I didn't bring a helicopter to work like a dumbass. So I'm looking forward to the weekend, though, because, dudes, like 61 and sunny all weekend. Whoa. Oh, yeah, 71 here. Yeah. Damn what? it. Se- 71? Se- 71. How can it be 30-something and 70-something? Oh, dude, that happens all the time this time of yeah. year, dude. Yep. It's 28 degrees in the morning here. Yep. You guys Not are here. killing me. It's rainy or rainier. That's <laughs> exactly it. <laughs> that is exactly it. Oh, well, that's all I got, I think, you know. Just kind of doing my thing. Let's do some news. I think we should do some news. Sure. Why not? I've been thinking about getting an electric, guys, and i got to tell you, I am getting a little tired listening to Nick and Jesse go on about their awesome charging cases. Justin, I'm thinking about getting myself a cage threat, man. What do you think about that? Dan, seriously, that is the last charger you will ever need. 
I mean, we're talking 2,000 watts of power out of a Meanwell power supply that goes into the iCharger 4010 Duo. And the screen is even detachable. So I suggest that you head over to ProgressiveRC.com and get one today, dude. This week's news brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. That's your cue, Nick. What you got? That's me? That's you. It's all you, baby. That's all me. All right. Real flight. Of course. Right after I just <laughs> bought it. Oh, don't do this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Real flight seven. <laughs> <laughs> This is just this this one stinks. So it looks like they've got it out in three different versions now. Um you can get it with the normal uh Futaba Interlink controller or you can get it with the Tactic TTX600 transmitter or Marvel idea you can just use your own controller and get it in that configuration as well. Are you kidding me? Now I wonder. <clears throat> wait a minute. I, obviously, if you if you pick one of the transmitters, you're stuck with that. But is there an option where you get the interlink and can use your own controller? I guess that I like, do not know. Are they each different cables? I wonder. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Is that it's the just, only difference? So, are they changing any of the physics or anything? I don't know if they're going to change any of the physics. If so, I haven't I haven't seen that talked about yet. The big thing is there's going to be a lot of multiplayer stuff in this. It, it truthfully it kind of also I mean, yeah, I don't know. It seems like they're going a lot more for entertainment, video gameish. Yeah, video definitely video gameish, more more games, you know, spot landing stuff like that. Do we have for to the, pay for an upgrade? Oh yeah, dude! It's real. Dude, have you yeah, ever looks, got a real flight? So if, if you click on if you click on their little uh, ad there, dude. their brochure, it looks like a software only upgrade is fifty dollars. Which that's Seems that's reasonable. not too bad, dude. And they're gonna have the E seven hundred in there, the Thunder Tiger E seven hundred. Huh? Yeah. Which damn it will probably fly like butt. I'll get it. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> There's the butt again. Yeah. <laughs> Until someone, hey Grani, can you do a? Can, yeah, exactly. First name Grani, <laughs> last name Mod. Can you do a, a, a couple other helis for me, please? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just figures, freaking figures. That one, that, that one chaps my butt. Don't hold back, man. Tell, tell us how you really feel. Uh, so Heli Skin, um, they've got some new scale parts for all you scalar dudes out there. Uh, some really cool looking, like super detailed stuff, like cameras, but not like, you know, real cameras. These are more like replica, <laughs> kind of like eyeball cameras and stuff. Um, just all sorts of really cool scale parts uh, that uh, just look amazingly authentic. You know, stickers, they've got like the infrared things that hang off the front, antennas, all that good stuff. So if you're into the whole scale deal, and that's your bag of chips, then definitely uh, check out these uh, Heliskin scale parts. 
So Scorpion has released a couple more versions to uh, an absolutely amazing motor. I know myself and Jesse uh, are both flying the HK2520 motors. Yep. Now they're offering them. So they've got three different KVs total, 1580, 1880, and the 3500 KV uh, for 3S use. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, these will be more geared towards like the T-Rex uh, 450L, and I do believe the X3. Thing. Nice. Correct? Yeah, three and a half <coughs> millimeter shaft. Yep. Uh, these yep. things are just... Dude, if they if just, you they... want to do anything to upgrade your 450, this is the motor or the, the item to purchase. I mean, just brought it to life. No, I completely agree, which it's so weird how some helis like... Somehow, helis just need certain things to completely transform them, you know? Like, like I believe, like we were just talking about, like, the, the 700E DFC. I really believe that getting rid of the DFC head is the the one thing. But then, like, in the case of, like, the Blade 700X, the stock motor's actually, it's actually a really good motor. But for these smaller helis, dude. Scorpion motor. This it's it's like a must. <laughs> Leave it's it to Scorpion. Such, it's a huge difference. Just huge. The torque, uh, the way that it makes that feel in flight is, it's just crazy. I dig it. So yes, check that out. And speaking of small helis, uh, dude, out of complete and total right field, Thunder Tiger is now doing a Mini Titan E three sixty. Did you know that? I cannot believe this one. Have you seen the video? Uh, I have not seen the video. No. So, I... Uh, <laughs> I Spit don't... It out. I don't know. I Look, in all fairness, I've not really done a lot of research into the... What was it? The Mini Titan E325 was the original one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, it, it's an interesting-looking heli. But it looks, and I don't mean this in any way like, like it's been a, it's been copied. But it looks like it has a similar format or configuration as the old Align 450 Pros. I, I mean, oh, it, really? it, 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 it might be good. Who knows? We'll see. That's just you me know, they giving weren't. my, like, literally 30-second view of it and watching the two-minute video that they've got. I haven't seen any other pictures. But they if you watch the video, it shows a good bit of detail on the heli. It's all nice, yeah, it's, you know, aluminum machined parts. and But again, you know, you look at how the, the Warp and the Gowie X3 have sort of thrown the aluminum away and said we know people are going to beat the piss out of these things so we want to make them a little bit more durable right and this guy's got you know what appear to be little tiny you know metal head parts and all of that and i don't think i have to remind people it lacks wow factor yeah i mean yeah the canopy looks to me it looks like the old 450 like almost like the old, old 450 canopies. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the deal. Like, Thunder Tiger doesn't put out crappy stuff usually, right? So I'm sure it'll be a great flying heli. Yeah, that's true. I I don't know. I'm kind of... But, dude, check I'm it. Bummed. 4S. 
Why? Ooh. Why? Yeah. And I, you I'm know, sure I haven't thought through this, but why? Why did they decide on 4s? What happened to the 6s, like everyone else? Because the rate at which Thunder Tiger progresses would make sense. Because the last thing they did was three, so four must be better. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's harsh. I say that. Send the and hate yet, mail to Nick, even though I started just it. Scratch Thunder Tiger off the list of possible show sponsors. Yeah, you know, no. <laughs> I, this, you know, this almost feels like, and this will be honest. This feels like they have put so much focus into. Uh, like the E700, which they just did, uh, from everything that I've seen, they did a, an incredible job on. I mean, there was actually a lot of thought put into that one. It seems like they're releasing one just because everyone else is. But it, it they just didn't really put a whole bunch of effort, you know, like other companies did into it. That's it. So I, I shouldn't really be bagging on Thunder, Tiger, in general, I'm just bagging on this helicopter. You know, I don't know why it is, because I'm sure they make fine helicopters, but I just, I am struggling to get excited about anything Thunder Tiger. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know why the, that is. The E700, after seeing that in person, I personally was impressed. I mean, I can say that honestly. Yeah. Like, would you that say that if awesome it would have been heli- somebody else flying it? Yes. I, oh no, absolutely. Dude, I I, yeah. I mean honestly, other than like your box standard Raptors, there aren't any of the new Thunder Tigers in my area at least, and I'm sure there aren't up in Nick's area or Jesse's either. So, no. we don't get an nope. opportunity to see the new helis. I mean, I wish I could see an E820. That one's really intriguing to me. See, so, yeah, we saw Todd's G4. Yep, we did. The year before, completely unimpressed. I was anyway, just not impressed. Dan, I, I, I completely agree with you until I saw the E700. And when I saw that, I went, I think they finally get it. It was like, whoa, like, damn. They're yeah, in the they game. They actually get it. Yeah. But until then, I was, I, I'm on board with you, Dan. Well, that makes me feel better about my life. Thank you. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For the couple people that have the JRX bus, you can go get uh, the updates available now on the XG6, XG8, and 11. Hey, you know what? I bet you Curtis has one. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. horrible. Dude. Who let this guy out? I don't know. Anyway, yes, there's an update now. I got you covered, Curtis. I bought one of your helis. Yeah, XG6, XG8, XG11. uh, They do have a new update out. They've got uh, software updates for all of those. So get those updated. We want our listeners with the latest stuff, you know. Uh, Let's see. So Chris Reibert did a pretty cool little kind of a review section of videos on the dx9 he goes through just kind of like the walkthrough features of it goes out little flight deal so you can hear the little voice the lady's voice talking on there for the alarms and then the wireless buddy boxing uh you know after i I just kind of skimmed through everything 
I'm not quite as impressed as I was hoping to be. However, um, the wireless buddy box. Yeah, I was going to say that. Awesome. Yeah, that would be like, that's awesome. It. I, I thought the voice thing was going to be really cool. And after about the third warning that I heard, I was annoyed. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Well, hold on. Can't you, can you change the voice? Yeah, I think you can. And you can, you know, turn them off and everything. But it's just, uh, I don't know. If you could record uh, your own. Can you record your own? Yeah. But I don't need to tell myself I know, but I'm you could make Idol that so funny, dude. You could make that so funny. <laughs> I think that would be uh, great. It'd dude. be great. You could turn it off when you're flying by yourself, but when you're at a fun fly, dude, that could be priceless. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to do some more research into that. But the wireless buddy boxing thing is just, it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. You know, the only thing that I'm not completely sold on, it seems to have like the exact same sh- Almost like the same shape as the DX8, yeah. width-wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, okay, any of our listeners, if you have held both or have both, I think that the DX18 is different in shape. And I would like to know that for sure. The DX18 18 almost seems like it's a little bit... It doesn't have those kind of rounded edges on the radio on the sides. It's a little straighter. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't pay attention to spectrum. Not really. Well, you know, like a 9503, right? Yep. It's a little straighter on the outside edges. Is it? But then the DX, yeah. Yeah, but the DX8 has kind of like this pancake. It's like flat and kind of round and wide. I think the 18 is a little bit kind of more square, a little bit boxier to it which I think would feel a little bit better. So I was kind of bummed to see that it's still in that DX8 case because I, d- I just don't care for that. But I don't know. So anyway, nice job, Chris, and uh, thanks for doing that. Hey, you moved on from the buddy boxing thing. There's more to that oh. that is really cool. Go for it. Because I, I I've done a lot of buddy boxing, especially this last year, and there's one, I think that you don't have to hold the, the trainer switch. Did you guys notice that? No. What do you I have to do? That. You, okay, so you set the trainer switch, or you you turn on trainer mode, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you just leave the trainer. Just the one thing you okay. So you leave the the sticks in, at center, and the trainee has the heli. And as the trainer, should something go wrong, the minute you move any stick, you now have control over it. So there's there's no lag in like Ooh. oh gotta let go of the trainer switch, or you don't have to like like I've found sometimes like. When you're holding a trainer switch, you just you're so focused on not letting it go that maybe you're putting a little bit too much pressure on it, and then after like four minutes, your finger starts to fatigue a little bit because you're squeezing it like ten times harder than it needs to be. Yep. The only drawback, and actually Chris mentioned this in that video, I've I noticed that when I buddy box, I have a tendency to to hold the switch and also follow along. Yes. So you're in the relative position should you need to take over. Not a problem because if everything's at mid-stick, it's going to go to a neutral position, uh, whatever it's doing. You, you might have to recover from an invert or you know, a knife edge. But that's a, I think that's kind of a cool – I think that's kind of the next step in body. But I kind of like that. I do. You know, I am going to say like when I started buddy boxing – I used to believe that following along is was better. 
Like that's what I believed in. Okay, try and mimic what they're doing. That way, if you catch it, you're right there, right? I do not do that anymore. I absolutely not. And it goes back to what like uh, Todd Bennett teaches in his 3D class, um, which I've heard him say a million times. Quit touching it. Just go mid-stick and take a breath. But you see, I do that. But when I'm buddy boxing a new person, when I, I'm pretty much neutral on the ailerons, but I always am holding a ton of positive collective because where are they going to go wrong, a new person? They're going to go wrong. They're going to start to panic when the helicopter gets below five feet, right? And so if something goes wrong, they're going to be upright because they're new, you know, um, <laughs> So if anything goes wrong, the first thing the helicopter is going to do when you let go of the switch is climb. You hope uh, they're going to be upright, dude. Well, they yeah. will. I they don't will. buddy. I won't let well, them get that far out of whack. Yeah, that's the difference because I don't buddy box at five feet. I, I don't either, generally speaking, but I, I, I let them try to get through it. You know, when they're, when, they're, when, you're, when they're learning how to hover, initially you grab it from them, but eventually you got to kind of say, all right, come on, man, get it, get it up. You know, yeah. you know, so anyway, that's the thing. I pretty much leave it at neutral as well, but I do follow along a little bit and any little yeah. movement on the sticks and you're taking back over and then you got to reset the trainer. I, but I like that feature. I think that's a pretty, pretty seamless and very quick transfer of control. And also too, yeah. it does a speak. There's a speaker mode where it says trainee has control. And then when you take back over, trainer has control. Says it out loud. Now, now that I'm would not be sure cool. if I like this whole voice thing. I guess I'd have to give it a try to see. I think like 95% of it would be off for me, but it would be cool to have just a couple. Like I, I really like the concept of the audible alarms on the telemetry. Because, you know, back, oh, I've yeah, flown that's telemetry good. before, and it's like, yep. dude, you're sitting there flying along, and all of a sudden, you know, beep, beep, vroom, vroom, things vibrate, and, and, you know, you look down to see, well, why is it, you know, what is it mad about now? Is it this? Is it temp? Is it voltage? Is it my timer just going off? You know, whatever. Yeah. So I do kind of like that. I, I just kind of wish that the voice had a bit more of a whorish tone. Well, that's why you need to be able to record, dude. I, know. Uh, I could call up a phone sex operator and just tell her to say what I want her to say, right? And just record that. You let me know how that goes. <laughs> like, you want me to say what? <laughs> Whatever gets you <laughs> off, man. <laughs> anyway, that's all I had to say about the. Okay. News. Well, my final bit of news um, looks like Miniature Aircraft has done the announcement. The new Whiplash 700EX will be shipping 10 10 2013. Is that what that countdown shit's all That's about? That's it. Yep. That's it. It's about. It's going to be real. It's about goddamn time. It is real. Yeah. If you got your pre order in. That's when you should be expecting it. If you have not, then get it in. And that wraps up my news. I have a little bit of news. And it's actually news. It's not some just random information. Not banter. No. I, I and I don't I don't wanna look, this isn't the place to get political. 
because that's not what we do here. But I just want to say to everybody that's listening, pay close attention to what is happening in Texas. And if you don't know, please look it up because our hobby is under direct attack in Texas. So look it up, do some Google searches, figure it out. And if you feel like you want to get involved, do something because Texas right now is um, really taking some extreme steps. And that's all I have. Cool. Sweet. Anyone else? None here. Nothing, Jesse? Nothing. Huh. Justin? I know. I don't think I've got anything, man. I bought a raise. Dan, you have news. I do? You have more news. Oh, the... The uh, the oh, bling bling. Oh, dude! How could you have forgotten? I can't believe this. you forgot. Well, about I, I, this. I didn't forget, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring it up this week until I actually could like like hold it and make love to. No, it. it's in route. This is a big deal. This is a big deal, and I'm really looking forward to spending some quality alone time with this. With this, <laughs> man, I sure um, hope Patrick we talked broke about the <laughs> edges on that. <laughs> Hopefully, they're sanded. It's right? going to get messy. <laughs> I got plenty of gauze here. We'll be all right. Uh. (laughs) 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 All right. So we talked about it last week um, that absolutely, positively sexy new KDE upgrade for the Goblin 500. The uh, bottom tray with the battery traced, right? Yep. So some conversations were had and Patrick was like, Hey, I'm going to send you one of those. And I'm like, dude, I'm totally not worthy. That is incredibly awesome. I cannot wait because this, this thing, did you see the the video that he put up today? No. He put up a video on how to install it. And he took some photos of this incredibly unbelievably awesomely machined upgrade that is just fantastic. I mean, it, I don't even, dude, I don't even know if it's worth it. I don't. <laughs> you need a freaking thesaurus. That's what you need. You're running out of words. Is it a one-piece upgrade? Did we confirm that? It's, it's milled out of a six-pound block of aluminum. Jeez. He told me, I talked to him on Skype last night, he told me that he absolutely drove his machinist crazy with this one. Trying to get this part right. Nice. I, dude, what can I say, Patrick? Thank you so much. Um, definitely looking forward to slapping that thing on that 500 and just seeing what it does. I, I suspect, you know, it'll make it more uh, rigid, I'm sure, you know, but. Oh, yeah. More importantly. How could it not? More importantly, it's very sexy. <laughs> it's one of those upgrades where you almost feel like you need to buy the heli just so that you can get that upgrade. Dude, you, know what you I can mean? leave that yeah. upgrade on the coffee table. It is just a piece of... It's a, it's oh. artwork. <laughs> you just leave it on the coffee table. Okay, well... Just set it around the that house. That too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, it should be here Monday or Tuesday. Definitely will be throwing that on the Goblin as soon as I get it. And man, what can I say? Fantastic upgrade. And um, 
we'll find out. I mean, I personally, I don't even care if it if it does anything for the performance. I, I really don't. I'm sure it will, but I don't. It's just that incredible looking, and he really outdid himself on this one. I really, I think so. And uh, got, uh, I I did uh, end up buying some uh, more battery trays from him. Uh, the the cost on this is a little expensive. Upgrade. Did you guys see the cost? Yep. Yeah, but you know, a- anytime you start with a <laughs> six pound yeah. chunk of aluminum, it ain't gonna be. It's cheap. not gonna be cheap. Yeah. Well. I don't know, man. I just think it's, uh, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to take some pictures of it. Can't wait to put it in the helicopter and, uh, see what it's all about. So again, Patrick, you're the man. Thank you. We, we appreciate it greatly. Everybody that's listening, go buy something from Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. Just going to get, that's one. Just going to get one heck of a Just going to get right to the point there. (laughs) Not wasting any time with that one. That was horrible. (laughs) Pretty blatant. Was it? Is that what they call yeah. crass? Isn't that wasn't that a crass commercial? No, that was like an A for intention and a a D minus for delivery. <laughs> the delivery was yeah. not good, was it? No, what can we say? I think oh, that's wow. it. Anybody else have any news? Anything else? No. Yes. That's it. No. That's it. it. Done. All righty, guys. This week's news has been brought to you by. Hellydaily.com. There you go. I was just seeing if you guys were paying attention. Your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Somewhere on the other side of town lies a helicopter, broken, bent, and clinging to life. How it got there is a mystery. Was it a lockout? are just dumb thumbs. One thing we do know, though, is the only chance it has for the right parts to bring it back to life? Helipros.com I have an email. Oh, yeah? I do, too. Yeah. But I want to hear Nick's email first. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Let's hear. Let's hear Nick's email. Oh, are, are you going to bring up that one? <laughs> that one. The one that. Which I one? Don't. Yeah, which one? Yeah, I know. There are so I many. Have gotten. I have gotten riddled this week. I will probably let's let's do this one. I, I we had a listener ask um you know he says okay i'm doing my first high voltage setup and while he's got a fair grasp of the high voltage you know concept um he wanted to know the best options and why uh, is it better to use a separate receiver pack for the servos or a bec with maybe like a scorpion backup guard oh man that's a jeez i don't I, it's it really is personal preference, but there are some some technicalities that need to be watched out for. Uh, number one being, do a little bit of research on the servos that you're getting. Not all servos are created equal. 
Some are far more efficient than others. And it's not so much just like what they, you know, what the load current is. Some of the, you know, at, at a like, at a consistent level, it's what a lot of them, they will spike very, very high when they start moving or when they switch directions. And those spikes can uh, uh, temporarily overload a BEC and you will get brownouts, which is a bad day. So do some research on this, on the servos. I mean, I've had full sets, uh, you know, five voltage servos on a seven, you know, 12, 12 pound, 700 class electric that you might pull 165 milliamps an entire five and a half minute flight. So obviously now, you know, those ones, which like for me, I've had great luck with the Futabas, the MKS seem pretty efficient. For those, I usually do not have a problem running them on a BEC. I do personally put a backup guard on mine. I don't feel that it, it hurts in, in any situation, really. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, just do a little bit of research. You know, watch out for the ones. There's nothing wrong with the other servos, like Savix um, and Align have, uh, you know, which are obviously rebranded Savix. Uh, those, those do have those higher amp spikes. Doesn't mean they're a bad servo. I've ran them. I've had great luck with them. Uh, you you just don't want to run those on a BEC. You're far better off with a receiver pack and just plugging it, plugging it straight in. I don't know. What do you guys? The think? other thing you want to, I I agree, Nick. You, in addition to looking into your servos, you want to look into the BEC itself. There are there are certain issues with certain BECs regarding the input voltage. For example, a lot of people report that the Castle BEC Pro which is rated up to, I want to say, either 12 or 14S, really is only reliable when you're, when you're running it at up to 6 or 8S. And people have reported that they blow up above that. Okay, well, there's an example. I don't know whether that's true or not. I've personally never had a problem with it. I know, Nick, you're running one. But... Anyway, the idea is make sure you do some research on the BECs. Yeah, that's a... Go ahead, Jesse. Well, I was just going to say the other thing that can factor into it is like you're saying the input voltage, let's say it's a 12S BEC. Um, Depending on how near you are, safety can become an issue as well. You know, you're never going to have any possibility of that motor starting up if you're, you know, running a BEC off 6S or a receiver pack. It's going to be a lot safer during setup and stuff. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I don't, and and make sure you get you know your wiring correct. There's a correct way to wire like a 6s BEC in a 12s setup. Do your research on that part of it. You know, this is one of the one of those situations where it's not a bad idea to to go ahead and maybe hop on some forums and find out what people are having good luck with, what they're not having good luck with, and then. You know, the setup that seems to work best as far as just because it's rated for this, you know, like Justin was saying, had tremendous amounts of people complain about like the Castle BECs on 12S, even though they're technically rated for it, but very, very few complaints with them running on 6S. And I mean, I'm actually running two of them right now. So uh, with that setup, 
So just kind of depends. And watch – oh, another really good point. Watch the ratings on them. A lot of people don't yes. realize this. Oh, it's a 20-amp 20 20 amp BEC. Well, yeah. the output rating is directly related to the input voltage. So as your input voltage goes up, so let's say you 6, 8, 10S, 12S, as it goes higher up, the output amperage goes down. So it might be rated for 15 amps continuous, but that will only be on a 6S input. If you go up to a 12S input, it might only be good for a 7 amp continuous. So if it's all confusing and you're not sure, run a receiver pack. You can't. You cannot lose with a receiver yeah. pack as long as you keep it. And there are a lot of situations where you're going to want to run a re- receiver pack anyway because the particular heli you're using may CG out better with a receiver pack than with a BEC. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those are all considerations you want to you want to uh, think of. Oh, I've got one more thing to think about. So the way the Scorpion backup guard works is, you know, when it when you have the switch turned on and it sees, you know, you plug it into your receiver, into your fly barless system. When it sees that voltage on the, actually on the output side of it, drop below five volts, it will then switch and pass, uh, pass current out of the battery and into the fly barless system. Be careful on your, uh, basically what system you're running it on. If you are running it, on uh, like a five and a half volt system, it's a really good chance that, it, you know, or like a, you know, maybe a weaker receiver pack or a, um, like a, I don't know what, how many people will be running a NICAD pack much anymore, but hey, you never know. What I'm getting at is that if you have a voltage sag on your regular receiver source of power, you can momentarily dip into that backup guard. Now, that's good. Like, that's the whole point of it, right? And so that if you have a failure, it will supply power. But you need to be aware of it doing that. You know, its design is that it will replace the power of your input if it fails, not supplement it. Because what can happen is that you will go about your business and you will actually be draining that backup guard without knowing it. And then when you need it, that battery's not full anymore. So just be aware of that. Yeah, the backup guard really is a great idea. The The biggest problem I have with it personally is my problem, and that is I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> Remembering <laughs> because, to flip dude, the switch. Because, dude, it's so tiny and you can hide it away that half the time I'm just ready to go and I completely blank out about flipping the switch, yeah. Yep, it but it, it makes it requires... a huge difference. Peace of mind is a powerful thing. Ooh, one more. With the latest craze of the fans on the ESC, my uh, we kind of briefly mentioned this before too, but uh, my personal recommendation is if you're going to use a fan, I don't feel comfortable using a BEC, running that fan off of a BEC. I, I would switch over to a receiver pack setup at that point just because if you have that fan motor start to go out you know these are cheap fans they're not like really nice computer server fans that are in those or anything uh it 
it it won't take much to kill a BEC, a, a dead short on the output side, and you will smoke a BEC and then run the risk of running all your input voltage through like I had <laughs> happen. Yay. <laughs> yeah, so he had a... Actually, he had one more question, um, which uh, might seem, you know, elementary to a lot of us, but I think that uh, this is a valid one for new people. What is the difference between a tail servo and a cyclic servo? Oh, that is a good one. That's a good one. Go for it, Justin. Well... What would you what's your definition? The main difference you find between a tail and a cyclic is the speed and the torque. On the tail, because of the rapid control movements that you're gonna want to make to keep the thing holding your heading, your your position, the tail servos tend to be a lot faster. And now I say a lot, take that with a grain of salt, because nowadays all of the freaking servos out there are so damn fast it's ridiculous. But typically you see, you know, let's say in the 0.03 to 0.06 range for some of the new high-end tail servos, right? And they have a lot lower torque. When I say a lot, I'm talking eh, three, four, sometimes five times less in the range of about 50 to 100 inch ounces. And then the cyclic servos tend to be a little bit slower, although not always, but up in the range of, say, 0.06, 0.05, to over 100 milliseconds, so 0.1, uh, but with a torque that's much higher. And usually you see somewhere between 160 to 250 inch ounces of torque uh, some of the, the newer servos, like the MKS X8 series, are up there in the 3 and 400 inch ounce range for some of the bigger, heavier, du- heavier duty applications like the 800s. Uh, but but that's, that's basically the technical differences. And again, when you think about the functions that each of those servos play, it makes a lot of sense. On the cyclic, you got three servos that are moving a large, larger mass, fast-moving head. Uh, it, it's making control changes on the collective and cyclic simultaneously. And there are a lot of loads transmitted back down through the linkages to those servos. So in order to hold your control positions precisely, you need to have a servo that can produce a lot of torque. On the tail, that's not quite the case, right? We've got a smaller rotor disc. It is spinning faster, but overall the loads on the tail are far less. And so really what we're looking for there is enough to hold the tail steady, but we want higher speed so that we can react more quickly in order to compensate for the torque changes that occur on the head so that the tail can actually stay where it's supposed to be. Sweet. It's crazy how far they've come, yeah. you know. Most of our cyclic servos are better than our tail servos were two years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. There's a whole, man, there's a whole spectrum of different tail and cyclics out there. That's another one where, just like the high voltage, do your research. Nowadays, yeah, I you know, I, I may be going out on a limb here, but there 
aren't many servos out there that you're going to go wrong with. I mean, some may be, like you said earlier, Nick, some may be more efficient than others. Some may be a little more expensive. You know, some may be all plastic versus, you know, having a metal heat sink. But at the end of the day, for most people's applications, sport flying or even pretty hard 3D, you, you can't go wrong with with the offerings that are available nowadays. Now, what about if, what's the, what's the answer if you've got, Six volt servos. Then what? Then what do you do? What if you don't? Let, okay, let's say you've got six volt servos and you are not comfortable with a BEC. You've had a bad experience or whatever, and you decide no. Or maybe you're new into electric. Yep. And you've decided that going with a receiver pack is just going to be flat out safer. Until you get used to the whole, you know, okay, when I plug it in, now it's like go time, you know. Uh, Jesse, what what would you recommend in that case? Well, I know what I've been doing. Once again, you kind of have to look at the servo and see what other people's experiences have been. But I've had really good luck with the LIFE packs. Oh, yeah. And the, uh, the, the thing with those is, you know, right when they're first charged, I think they're 7.2 volts. But that if, if you look at the, the voltage curve over their discharge... They drop down to like 6.6 volts very, very quickly. And then they seem to hang there for most of the discharge until they're, you know, down to their 80% or whatever you run them down to. So as mm-hmm. long as people aren't having problems running that at, you know, 6.6 volts over the 6 volt recommendation, that seems to be a pretty good solution for me. I agree completely. In fact, because of the the convenience or actually it comes more down to size and weight i just happened to find a set of life packs that got all of my helis that i use rx packs on balanced quite perfectly i've been running 6.6 on all my high voltage stuff now again now that's high voltage that's not the six volt low voltage but you can work it either Mm -hmm. way it's whatever works yeah, that's I've, what I'm doing on the 6HV right now is I have man. the high-voltage Protex in there, but my receiver pack's just an LIFE pack. Yeah. So. And again, nowadays, yeah, the servos are so fast and so powerful yeah. that losing uh, you know, what amounts to less than a volt if you're running at 7.4 or if you've got a BEC that puts you up at 8.4, it does not play a significant role at all. No, and just because it... it it's capable of high voltage does not mean you have yes. to run it at high voltage. Yeah. And I very, very rarely have I ever heard of a six volt servo that could not handle straight yeah. LIFE. I don't um, think I've ever heard of I one. Think, I've actually, I know um, with the Futaba servos, the 451s and the 251 on the tail, I could actually tell an increase in the in the tail performance going from six volts up to 6.6 yeah that's one of those boy you want to talk about a controversy and it's not as much anymore because the 251 i mean while it's still an incredible servo i mean you know everything's going high voltage now so it's not but we we won't even talk about the (laughs) i i've ran my 251s for many 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 flights at straight which is actually only like a five volt rated servo technically by by Futaba I think US. I yep. ran that at straight LIFE. Yeah, for a long time. 
But uh, I had two. Cool I had two two fifty ones go out back to back with a regulated six volt system. Really, really, yeah. huh? Yeah. Uh, less than twenty flights on both of them. Wow. See, that would make me like uber suspicious of the regular. See, I just I've never been. It's like if it's not high voltage. Or if you're not going to use a BEC, then just just plug it straight in. You yeah. know what I mean? Just no regulator. No regulator. No. Yeah, it was back no, in the day nothing. when we were using those big-ass Bromco Arizona regulators. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Monsters, And, and dude. yes, I did uh, check the output, and it was set at 5 volts. Or hmm. 6 volts, I'm sorry. Yeah, still. You, wow. Um, one other thing about the life packs that maybe is worth mentioning um you you need to make sure you're paying attention to the charge cycle because they have a really steep drop off at the other side oh good point yeah they will be fine and then instantly not be fine uh it's really you know cuz you know like the lipos not so maybe it's, you don't really maybe notice it with flight packs but or rx packs but you know, they start to get a little weaker and, you know, you're getting down low, lower than you should be getting anyway. But the life packs will just drop out from underneath you. Yeah, yep. the discharge curve on an LIFE pack is, you know, it'll go from 7.2 volts to yep. like 6.6 six within, I mean, <laughs> very fast. 15, 15 oh, seconds, yeah, dude. 30 seconds. It's a cliff. It's boom. It's, yeah, right down there. Boom. But it'll hold 6.6. Six, to like, uh, man, I don't even want to put a number on it because it's it's, like, it's that solid. <laughs> it's until you use like seventy percent of the capacity. Yeah, I mean it it's, a, it's a lot within a tenth or or you know, uh, yeah, it, it holds very very well. And then at the very end, when you hit about that eighty ninety percent mark, it just falls off a table. So when you if you're going to switch over from a lipo um, to that, you know, do a flight. I do one flight, and then I charge, and I measure my milliamps. Yep. And I will actually keep doing that for about five flights, um, just normal flights, hard flights, light flights, whatever, and then get an average. And then, you know, go ahead and, and figure out, okay, how many flights can I do on this pack? But, I mean, they're they're sweet. They're they're kind of like the, the hidden gem, I feel like. They're, you know, they're just, yeah, they're a great way to go. So, anyway... Uh, Mark, I hope that answers some of your questions. And uh, thanks for writing, man. I have to admit that now that I've had my goblin for a couple months, it's really kind of starting to grow on me, with the exception of one thing, loading the batteries. The guys at KDE, they addressed this issue. They made a removable battery tray if you've got a Goblin, this is your number one must-have upgrade. That sounds good, Nick. And if you're interested in any of the other upgrades that KDE has, visit their webpage at www.kdedirect.com. I've got an email. Why don't you share that email? I'm going to share that email, Dan. <laughs> I got an email from actually a local friend of mine, Tomas. I think you guys have met him, if not flown with him before. Tomas yep. uh, was 
really interested in the 700X uh, bolt strength discussion that we had. I think back on episode, what was it, 104? 103 or 104, a few episodes ago. And so he went back and he wanted to do a little bit of math himself. And he sent me an email and said, hey, dude, I, you know, I went through some of the math there and I think I got it right. And my numbers aren't quite adding up to what you got. So we went back and forth a little bit and, you know, checked things out, compared numbers. And it turns out that I made a mistake. My mistake was that in my haste to write down some numbers as talking points on my notes, I grabbed my margin of safety numbers for 2100 RPM, not 25. Remember the example, if you guys think back, I had given an example for 2500 RPM for one of our not-to-be-named friends who loves to fly up at that ridiculously crazy head speed. So the numbers that I gave were correct, but they are for 2100 RPM. Don't worry. For those of you who still want to fly at 2500, we've still got high margins. And what I wanted to do is, since we brought the topic back up, I'll give you the 2500 RPM margin numbers. And then also, we had a couple of emails that were asking about, well, okay, you talked about the M4 bolt. What are the margins that we see on an M5? Because that's what all of the other helis are running, right? So let's walk through that really quick. Quick reminder, we looked at five failure modes, bearing bearing failure, which is the over-under grip fork failure, the aluminum piece, bolt shear, which is pulling the blade bolt out or cutting it in half, basically, and then bolt tension, that's pulling the head or the shank apart on the spindle bolt, and then external and internal thread failures, which is the threads on the spindle bolt and the threads in the spindle itself. So for an M4, we're looking at the lowest margins at 2,500. It comes in at 2.7, okay? That means 2.7 times stronger than the highest load that we would see at 2,500 RPM. That happens to be the bolt tension on the spindle bolt. So you still got a fair amount of margin there. If I then go and change to the M5, which, again, most of the helis out there are running M5s. I, You know, I had someone say they thought that they had seen a heli run an M6. I'm not personally familiar with an m6 you guys know what heli would run an m6 on the spindle bolt i don't know i don't i'm just gonna do an m5 we're not gonna look at the m6 because that's a huge freaking fastener so now we'll go back to 2500 we'll also look at 2100 since those were the original numbers i gave you an error 2500 the lowest margin is at is 4.26 for an M5, okay, again in bolt tension. At 2100, it's 6. So M5s have a load of margin for failure against these failure modes. And again, M4s are still more than sufficient if they're the right material properties and the parts have been machined and assembled correctly. 
Tomas and I are actually go, still going back and forth and looking at some other numbers and just talking nerd speak and actually having a lot of fun. I'm glad that he uh, he sent me that email. So thank you, Tomas, and hopefully other people get some something else out of this as well. You haven't broken your spindle bolt yet on the 700X, right, right, Nick? <laughs> Guys, I found a helicopter that has an M6 bolt. Did you? Oh, really? Goblin 500. Really? Yeah. M6 by 10 millimeter. Wow. SAB. Wow. Huh. There you go. I was I knew uh, when you asked that question I'm like I I am almost positive. So I went and downloaded the manual while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Hey, I got I got one more. Uh let me bring it up here. Hey, hey Justin, uh, one. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, nope. I was just going to ask one quick question. I know you had mentioned the actual force was about 500 pounds. Was that also referencing the 2100 RPM? Yeah, that was that was my mistake as well. I just wrote my numbers so, down incorrectly on the actual paper. So what would the force be at 25? At 2500, we're looking at 1,200 pounds of force, roughly. Nice. Yeah. That's it's a lot, lot of force. Yeah. It is a... It's a ton of freaking force. Well, not literally a ton, but it's a lot. Oh, half a ton. Half a ton. A little slow. over a half a ton. You're right, Jesse. Thanks for being precise. <laughs> really interesting stuff. But again, these I think these guys know what they're up to. They know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I got one here. Uh, our buddy Larry brought this up, and he said some, some newbies ask him. So Blade recently announced that they are going to be including... Castle Creation ESCs with their combo kits. So you'll be able to get like the 550X, the 600X, and the 700X with Castle Edge ESCs. Nice. Now, this was something that was a little bit confusing to some people. Why would you get the 120 HV on the 550 and the 700 and only the 80 HV on the 600? Jesse, want to give that one a go? Ah, so, so sorry. Say that one more time. So he wasn't I was, really. He I wasn't was really paying attention to you. I was like, wake, I was, wake up. I was listening, but I wasn't listening <laughs> to remember. Yeah, it didn't sink in. Okay, so why would they? Why? Well, we know why they would do the one twenty HV on the seven hundred. Yeah, right. That just makes sense. Now, an eighty HV. Makes sense for a 600. Yep. Okay. So smaller heli, smaller amperage on the ESC. But then why would they do a 120 HV on the 550? That was what was confusing. Gotcha. A 120 HV? Yeah. On the 550 now, are you running this 550 at what voltage? It is not at high voltage, so it's only 6S. It is not. So I guess my first question would be, what is that ES? I mean, it's it's 120 amp ESC. So at 6S, that 550 helicopter is definitely going to be pulling it. You would, you would have issues with the 80 amp ESC because since it's going to be a lower voltage, your operating voltage of 6S, your amperage or your current draw is going to be higher. Yep. Cut I think that's be- what was kind of confusing yeah, for people. Can- They're like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why would I use a 120 
HV on yeah, a I'm 550. Just not, yeah. I'm, I just don't understand why why they would include an yeah, HV. Yeah, that's my question. Just I wouldn't mean, be the science behind MBSC. it is perfectly simple, but WTF on the HV? Are they are they yeah. lazy? They just don't I, want to. Know f- I mean, because doesn't Castle have a Talon one thirty ninety? Um, yeah, I think they only have a. I th- I thought it stopped at ninety. I thought it stopped at. I 90. got a ninety on the. Column okay, column. hang on, hang on. We're gonna do do this. See, shit my in thoughts real are. Time. My thoughts are just that. So I mean, seriously, uh, and this goes back to like the uh, the servo thing. Same concept as the servo. Just because it says HV doesn't mean you have to yeah, it run it. Mean. It's still HV. 120 amp ESC. That's, a, that's, that's okay. exactly that's correct. That's the current still, it can handle. We only have a 90. Never mind. My guess is that Castle is phasing out. like the edge. So I have sitting here an, an Edge 100. Now that's kind of like an Edge 100 will work just fine on a 550. Unless you kind of really hot rod it up. 550s are people are doing some weird stuff with them. Yeah, it's hard so on everything. It, it is, and and yes, a hundred will work, but it's it's going to be pretty hard on it. Going up to that one twenty gives you a little bit more room because you are going to be using a fair amount of that amperage. I mean, you really are. Okay, they. But then also, it's probably just because I mean, hey. They only have to buy two ESC. That's probably the real reason behind yeah. it. But for the sake of argument, they do have a Phoenix Edge 130, non-HV. Oh, yeah. So okay. There you go. There you go. For what it's worth. Yeah, my my guess is that it's just for simplicity's sake. It's reasonable. I mean, just to be Just simple. less pipe yeah. numbers, just less, yeah. Yeah, less everything. And, and I mean, a one to, that's kind of the cool part. And I... I really do believe this. A 120 HV is probably one of the most versatile ESCs I would out agree there. Completely. Yeah, and I mean size wise, it's. I think it was like because I was looking at either putting an 80 HV or a 120 HV when I was building the 6 HV. <laughs> and it's a lot of HVs, dude. It, I mean, that's a lot. This is a very high voltage system, so. No, and I literally the difference in weight is like 30 grams or something between the two. It's like. It's only a couple millimeters longer, like 30 grams more, and you get 40 amps extra. It's almost, how could you not just put a 120 HV on there? Yeah, and with, I I mean, I have both sitting here, the 100, uh, the Edgewood 100 and the 120 HV, even less of a size difference between yeah. those two. So why not just put a 120 HV on there? Now you have an unlimited amount of options. I mean, you can decide... After flying this thing for, you know, four or five months, you know what? I, I I think I'd like to go high voltage with it. You know, now you're just swapping a motor. You're not buying an ESC. So it gives you a lot more options. I think it's a, a good call on, on their part. I think the customers will appreciate that because it doesn't kind of back you. It doesn't completely pin you in that uh, that 6S corner. I got a question for you guys since we're talking about ESCs. Sure. A question that was actually posed to me, and I believe you guys all got this question as well. What makes a Contronic so much more expensive? <laughs> why is it better, and why? Oh, man. 
That uh, yeah. this is sort of more for my ESC shootout than anything. I was going to cover that, but oh, you want to cover that with your shootout? That's fine. Yeah, but is there like a I brief? That, I mean, uh, are they? Is it? I mean, you know. What the hell? You know, I think without getting into the details, my experience and my honest opinion is that they just work and their software is superior to pretty much any of the others out there. I mean, if I got to sum it up in 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 a short one liner, that's it. So it's all in the firmware. It's not necessarily in the or the software. It's not in the hardware. Not in the hardware. You know, it's I don't know. Is it in the hardware? It's hard to say. You know, it's a little bit more difficult to evaluate the hardware. It either works or it doesn't. It either blows up or it doesn't. But, okay, but crappy software can be really hard on hardware. That's true. That's true. That's a big part of it, dude. I mean, I have seen some fiercely Yeah, but Contronic doesn't have crappy software. software. No, no, no. I agree. I'm just Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I... I mean, I, th- I think a little bit of it is pride, Dan. I mean, they know they've got <laughs> yeah. it. They know what they've got. There's no mystery there. And they know that the people who have experienced it and really do love it will spend the money. And yet, I also think they're not necessarily interested in, this is Justin's view of the world, in taking over the masses. So they've got their their sort of cult following and that's good enough for them yeah almost like they can build x amount of escs a month and they're going to sell them for as much as they can to make sure that all of those sell at exactly the end of the month and then we'll start over but not all contronics are created equal that's another thing it's like just because you know one honda might be a great car doesn't mean all hondas are great cars because we've seen a fair amount of cosmic fires. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any experience with the yeah. cosmic. So outside of the random bits and pieces I've picked up in the media, I I don't know what's up with that. They seem to be like the new castle. I hope Ooh. that's not the case. Ooh. I have not. I've not oh, heard I've seen it. it to that extent, Nick. No, not okay. Maybe not that bad, but they for. For how much they are, yeah, I think that there are a lot of them lighting on fire for that price point. Yeah, so we'll we'll get into it, and after Justin does his, I can give a little bit of a of a technical rundown on on why a Contronic, uh, my opinion on why a Contronic feels and performs the way that it does. But we'll we'll save that. And it's like the Holy Grail. That seems like what all yeah. everyone is, is going towards to try and get that figured out. So, Jesse, as you know, I've been doing a lot of testing lately on my electric. And what I'm starting to realize, man, is that my batteries are really weak. You got any recommendations for me as to what batteries I should check out next? Well, Justin, lately, I've been having really good luck with Genzace batteries. So if you're looking for some batteries to get you through your testing and keep you in the air, I would definitely go take a look at Genzace. So there you have it, guys. Genzace batteries. You can get them at hobbyparts.com.
One more question. Uh, And I've seen this question a couple times. Uh, I saw it on the forum, I believe, and I think we all got an email. I think I even saw Larry ask this question. Uh, Larry Kagan, the most awesomest computer guy. So we see there's a, I don't know, with social media, and we've talked about this before, a lot of guys kind of angling towards a sponsorship of some sort. Now, all of us, all four of us are involved with various uh, sponsors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've all kind of got experience with that. What are, cons- you know, let's talk a little, you know, we don't have a lot of time to cover this and this could probably be a full topic. Yeah. I, do you guys remember, was he asking for pointers or was he asking for the, the pros and I'm cons? I'm trying to find that email right now. Pros and cons. Yeah. Well, pros and cons. I'm going to go, I'm going to start with this one. I, you know, the, the big pro is, is you get to represent a, a, a product that you believe in and you get to help people and you get to assist that organization to grow uh, in some way, shape or form. And the, you know, are there cons, you know, for my particular sponsors, there are really no cons because the nature in which my deal is set up because I'm not, it's not really based on performance of flying. I mean, that's not why, these guys uh, are doing what they do. You know, there are various other obvious reasons. Um, the con that I see, though, and you guys might be able to chime in a little bit about this, is it, it's just the the nuts more so to do with the reasons. What is your motivation? You know, and I know that's that's not really a con from the side of having having a sponsorship, but I think that's really kind of the question you got to ask yourself. You know, the obvious con, I guess, if you're doing a manufacturer for like maybe an airframe, you know, you, you know, you got better make sure you like that airframe because you're flying that airframe. Signing on the dotted line just because an offer comes your way is not the way to go, I don't think. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think I, I personally think that you hit the nail on the head and, you know, pros and cons aside, quite frankly, I, I don't know. I, to me, the pros are pretty obvious. Um, so I won't go over that, but I think the key thing that people need to understand is to be at one with what your motivation is. There are a lot of people out there that want to get a sponsorship or want to get hooked up with company A or company B because they're going to get free crap, or at least they think they are, or they're going to get heavily (laughs) discounted crap, right? Yeah, I mean, that's an obvious pro, right? But that's not there. There are a lot of people that are out there doing that right now and are poor representatives of that particular product or that company. You want to represent the product because you believe in that product, because you are confident that for you or at least for a subset of the consumer base it is the best product out there or one of the best and you can confidently and honestly talk about it and when i say talk about it i I, i'm saying talk about its positives and its negatives because no product's perfect they've all got issues they've all got quirks they've all got things that even those of us who are sponsored would say, man, you know, 
I love this. I wouldn't fly anything else, but I still would really like to see this or see that. There are too few, in my experience at least, too few people out there that really take the job seriously. And it's not a job in the sense that you're getting a paycheck. Most of us will never be that point, like the big pro pilots. But it's a job in the sense that you, I believe, you take the responsibility as a representative of that company, of that team, that product to be honest and to be uh, a, a good real representative of the product. And a lot of people just don't do that. They get on, they sign on, they do their bare minimum. You know, they, they post on Facebook or they go to the field yeah. and wear their hat or their t-shirt and, and blindly sort of shallowly say, yeah, man, this product's awesome. And then they collect their free shit at the end of the month. We don't need more of those in the hobby. No. Well, I think one thing you you kind of alluded to when you're saying, you know, the pros and the cons of the product, that's actually meaning that you've owned, flown, you know, you know the product. It's not something where, like Dan was saying, you just get that offer. Like, let's say there's company A, you don't own any of their stuff, yet they're interested in you. I mean, for me personally, and I don't, I mean, just speaking out for others as well, I wouldn't take that sort of offer just because, like Justin was saying, I want to be able to stand behind and believe in whatever I'm supporting. And for me to be able to do that confidently, that's going to have to be a product that I've used for some time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, dude. I've actually talked to product reps that and I'm not going to name names or companies where I have used their main products and they haven't. And yeah. when I've talked to them about it, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I actually I haven't haven't tried that yet. Really? OK, <laughs> what are you wrapping? Oh, dude, my favorite is when they, you know, these uh, companies put out, you know, we're looking for team pilots or whatever. Yeah, you're just going <laughs> to get a bunch of guys that jump ship and. Dude, there there are actually I've been a, um, a part of some interview processes process. Is yeah, that the right processes. Word? Yeah. yeah, it works. Processes. I think you had to change, make it ease. Processes. Anyway, I've been a part of that and have actually, I mean, seen right there. Oh, I'm game. I'll be a great representative and I go do all this. You talk to them and so, well, what do you like about it? Well, I, I just, I, I really like the direction that you got. Okay. Okay. Great. So what hell is you got it on? Well, I, I don't actually own one yet, but I, I've just heard a bunch of great... Mm. Oh, wait a minute mm-hmm. here. <laughs> so, you know, you're applying for a to be a field rep for something that you have never even personally used. Are you kidding me? And that, to me, my big negative, and I've been through my rounds, man, so I'll, I'll be the first person to know that I've made some good decisions and I've made some really bad decisions. <laughs> um, Care to enlighten us with those? Well, no, that's uh, all right because I don't, you know, I, I don't want to speak ill about it. <laughs> but one thing you, you know, you have to remember or think about is that it's all well and good. When you represent a company, in a way, they represent you as well. 
So when you're out at the field and you're doing your job, you're pulling your weight and you're helping sell stuff and you're helping people and you're talking about that it is a great product and then something changes, all of those same people, all of those friends, all those guys that you fly with every weekend, all of your buddies are going to turn to you first and be like, so what's up with this? And now all of a sudden where you were big man, I, I'm, I'm rep of this company. I'm like, I'm Mr. Brand X, right? Now all of a sudden you really find out what your position is, which is you're just a field rep. And you ha now have 15 pilots asking you, well, what the heck is going on with this product? Mine's failing. What's going on? When am I going to get a replacement? Blah, blah, blah. And you're just a Joe Schmo, just a field rep, and you can't do anything about that. And that's a very helpless feeling. Very, very helpless feeling because, you know, these people trusted you. So really do your research. Also understand that when you, you know, think about, I guess my best suggestion is you should at least be flying one to preferably three products from that company before you should ever really consider it. And you should be yep. flying those on your own before it even ever crossed your mind. Not just one. Because you can end up giving up, you know, some stuff that you really enjoy and have really had a lot of fun with. You, you know, most of the, like the heli manufacturers, um, they're, they're comfortable for field rep status that, you know, you are required to fly a class and model of helicopter that they can offer. You know, so let's say they have 600 and a 700 electric. You have to fly those, but you can fly smaller stuff, you know, of different If they brands, don't have it. Right. Or yep. if they don't have it or maybe a nitro or whatever. Well, I mean, that's that's great. When you sign on, but then what if they come out with something that you don't like? <laughs> you know, what if they come out with something that just bombs? Now all of a sudden, you don't get to fly that little one that you really enjoyed anymore or that big one or vice versa. So it's just, it's not always all fun and games. And the number one biggest misconception, and I, I, I can't even, I cannot stress this enough. Holy cow, I'm going to get everything so much cheaper. Yeah. It's worth it for the discount. I can tell you right now, you will spend more yep. money. Absolutely. Yep. The hobby as a whole will become more expensive. That's right. Because now there is this sense of you need to when you didn't need to anymore. So you get this... Uh, you feel you know, you obligated. This, uh, absolutely. You feel obligated to rep every single thing. They, that they come have. out with a and new I mean, upgrade like Justin, and it's like, oh, dude, you know, everyone else on the team is getting that. I didn't really want to afford that right now. And before you know it, you got three of them. <laughs> and it's like, and, and Justin, I know you've been through this and this is not I mean, it, these are this is a fantastic product, but it is a tricky situation. MKS servos. Oh yeah, I mean that's awesome. I mean, and it's you know you get the deal. It's like wow, here's a 
here's a product that you can 100% stand Oh, absolutely. Behind. Fantastic servos. You're, and then it's like, I got the deal. This is, this is great. Such a, such a good day. You're thinking, God, man. And now you turn around and you look at your four helicopters. And you're like, oh. And you are now looking at spending, even after discount, well over a thousand dollars worth of service. Yeah, servos. absolutely. That you, that you and wouldn't you know, have spent it before. depends on it depends on the team, it depends on the product, it depends on the team manager. Some people aren't flexible. It, in my case, all of my team managers have been realistic and understanding about the fact that okay, yeah, you've been flying the product, you know, you you gave it a go, and you're you're willing to and able to support it, and now you need to go and equip the stuff that doesn't have it right now. We realize that's going to take some time. So it's not the end of the world if you show up at the field and you don't have all of that product on all of your helis because it's not 50 bucks to buy it. It's 500 or it's a thousand or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, it, you know, it just depends. It, every team is different. Every yeah. manager is different. And, you know, that that's the other thing that yeah. I want to bring up if we're going to jump back to pros versus cons. Because every team and every manager is different, you can see a wide variety of, let's say, you you can see a wide variety of interactions on your team. There are some teams that they hardly ever talk. And, you know, maybe you've, you're friends with one or two people on the team. And so you guys go back and forth, but the the team group as a whole is quiet. There are other teams where you, you know, there's constant conversation going on. Usually most of these product teams have uh, what amounts to sort of a private forum or a private area, Facebook page where the team members can convene and talk. And that's where the news gets put through and all of that. Um, and, and there are times where you've got teams where the managers are very active and then teams where the managers are completely absent. So, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. you, you've got to weigh all of that. And so if you know people that are on the team, even if you don't know people that are on the team before you sign up, find out who's on that team and send them a a private message or send them an email and say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I really love the product, but give me the, give me the lowdown on, on the interactions on the team. Sometimes there's drama. I hate drama. Absolutely freaking hate it. And sometimes you've got to deal with that crap. You got, you got, you know, mm -hmm. these, these yep. immature prima donnas on the team that want to, spout off about a number of different things and it gets people aggravated and people get into it. And then there are other teams. I mean, I, I can say at least in, in the small amount of time I've been in the hobby, I think I've worked with some of the best people in the hobby, some of the most professional teams that really truly have an, a significant amount of experience and also a significant amount of professionalism for what they do, even though they're not getting a paycheck. And then I've also dealt with people who it's like, wow, okay, you know. <laughs> it just depends. Yeah. One thing that I think is probably super important is um, 
do not think that because you can fly a helicopter really good that you need to be a rep or you you should expect anybody to ha- let you be a rep because it really doesn't Thank matter. Thank you, Dan. You know, you need to be able to talk to people. Uh, you need to be likable. Flying a helicopter is uh, really, really, really well. That's That's in some cases pretty important, but it's always secondary to just being a decent person and not being a cocky, arrogant bastard. And you know what? If you are desiring to be on a team that is full of people that can just fly, you might want to second guess that. Yeah. Because there are some teams that are like that. Some, Some... some manufacturers are only interested, they, and I mean, they are only interested in the people that can fly hard. They don't care how dumb, they don't care how, uh, I mean, how much idiots these guys are out at the field as long as they can fly hard because that's what they want. So make sure you do your research and find out, you know, make sure that you are the right fit. For what the company's after. And do not ever, ever, ever walk out to the field and think to yourself, man, I, I can outfly that guy. How did he get sponsored by them? Yeah, that one. Yeah, if dude, you, that's yeah. key. Do not ever, because you know what? It is not a smart manufacturer. It's, I mean, let's face it. You're a walking billboard, Right. That's that's all you really are. That's the whole goal. And sometimes it's not about how hard you can fly. It's are you know, maybe you're the kind of person who's really good at giving technical help. Maybe you're that guy at your club. Maybe you're that guy at the field. Maybe you're that guy on the forums that can provide, you know, is just really good at and wanting to help others. But you can't you can't you know, maybe you can't hardly 3D at all. You are still a variable, very, very valuable asset to certain companies. Certain companies look for field reps like that, you know, or, or look for team pilots like that. So, so don't ever, don't ever put someone down in your mind just because you can fly better than them and you don't understand how you, how they got that deal. I know people who are incredible pilots. I mean, incredible pilots. And to this day, can outfly all of us, every single person here on this podcast, and never got those deals. And they do not understand why they didn't. They still don't get it. Like, I just don't understand. How did you, how'd you end up with that? How'd you end up with that? Man, hook me up. I don't get it. And it's like, okay. <laughs> it is how you represent yourself. And what can you offer the company? Yeah, and know what, yeah, exactly. Know Know what you're bringing to the table. Like Nick said, a smart company wants a little bit of both, right? We we always want Mm -hmm. those guys that can just fly the hell out of the machine or the product or whatever it is. You know, that's that's the wow factor. And you might have heard, I, I said it before, I call them pieces of ass. A, a company needs a piece of ass or a couple of them. But what the company really is looking for is a group of guys or girls or people who can get out there 
and not only be a walking billboard, and I'm not talking shameless, okay? We're, we're not looking for someone that just spouts advertisements, but who represents the product and can provide some support. That's what the team does. So before you go and, you know, apply or talk to someone, be honest with yourself about what role you think you, you can fill. And if you're, if you're trying to broker a deal and you find yourself in this, this uh, situation a lot where you're talking to somebody and you find that you're constantly talking to new people that are new, new companies that you don't even fly, you need to reconsider why you're doing that. I'm yeah. going to tell you guys a true yeah. story. This actually happened. Somebody I know. The names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just say a guy's at a fun fly. Represents manufacturer X. He's at a fun fly representing this manufacturer. While at the fun fly, and representing manufacturer X goes to manufacturer Y and tries to broker a deal Ooh! while at the same fun fly. Come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Why well. are you, what, what do you, I mean, you want something, you, you want shit. You don't, you don't want to represent a company. You want shit. You know, you want stuff given to you. And no thanks. Don't do that. And also, too, don't write a company and tell them with a cocky tone that they need you to represent them. And then when they tell you no, <laughs> write them back, swearing and cussing at them. That's probably a bad thing to do. Yeah. 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 That happens all it is a the time. Hobby. Small hobby. Everyone talks. Very oh, yeah. small hobby. Yeah, we've all, well, I know the four of us have seen emails that get circulated around kind of the back end of the hobby, right? People mm -hmm. share these emails with yep. us on occasion. And, and trust me, if you've written one of these emails, <laughs> these guys, they get together at Urcha, they get together, they're like, oh my God, you won't believe this email. When I get home, let me forward you a copy of this email. Oh yeah, <laughs> everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah. Even people like us that aren't looking for, for pilots, we know. Okay? We see those emails, too. So keep that in mind. That's for sure. Yeah, and being too much of a fanboy is, like, the <laughs> biggest... Will have the biggest opposite effect. I mean, yeah, I guess the company that you're repping for might think you're awesome, but don't... Don't be surprised if all the people at the field don't pay you any attention. Yeah, people stop paying attention. They they just stop. They start tuning you out. And and also too, guys, those of you who would do this, we all know. If you're a ship jumper, trust me, we all know. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, that shit travels exactly like wildfire. About. Helicopter Joe's flying for Brand X for three months out of the year. Then he's flying for Brand Y for two months out of the year, and then he's off to. So-and-so for another couple months, and then, and every time he gets the new deal, oh, this is the best helicopter there is. This is the best speed controller <laughs> there is. This is the best servo there is. You know what I mean? These are the best blades there are. And there, dude, there's a lot of guys out there like that. 
Yeah, Don't be that guy. Yes, there is. Don't be that Don't guy. Don't be that guy. I, I have been that guy at times, and it's uh, it's not fun. Don't be that guy. You end up just sitting there at the end of the day with your foot in your mouth going, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, you know, all I know is that, uh, you know, I know I know that there is no better fuel than Morgan Fuels, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to. I don't have to worry about that. Oh man! Oh jeez! There, you know, Justin said, make sure you bring up the you know about the negatives. But I honestly, when he was saying that, I was sitting there thinking, I don't, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Negatives. Yeah. <laughs> There's no negative to the cool power. I just burnt 97 oh. gallons of cool power 30 <laughs> in the last year. The only negative it. Yeah. <laughs> the only negative is is it, it, there never seems to be enough of it. nice i think we're gonna wrap this one up but before we go why don't you guys tell us how we can get in touch with you how am i gonna get in touch with you nick uh you would definitely hop on your old computer there and send me an email to nick at rchelynation.com jesse go ahead and shoot me an email at jesse at rchelynation.com no fly. You can send me an email at Justin. <laughs> I like it. See there? See there? I yeah. Like Actually, I need a no fly account. You got you to hook you me do, up with, don't a, you? with a no fly account. Because I bet no you I'd get flyers. emails on that too. But until Dan does that, <laughs> you can send me an email at Justin at rchelynation.com. I am Dan. You can reach me at Dan at rchelynation.com. Also on the chat box on our forum uh it's been i'm usually there for a little bit every night and uh you know hanging out be sure to try to catch the guys i i haven't been simming a lot lately but uh jesse you're still doing the online stuff right yeah like a, i usually try to do that a couple times a week of course we all know justin has a version to the online yeah scene. i may pop in again yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll just change the password and yeah, not give thanks. it out yeah. take care of that <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, guys, I think that's about it. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we head out? I think that was it. Oh, you know what? How about this? I want to do an impromptu contest. Oh. How about Ah. that? So we're going to make this up. See, here's Nick. We make this up as we go. These guys don't have a clue. So I've got an awesome set of OS91 engine bearings here. From RC Bearings. Well, what do you know? I don't have an OS. Dan doesn't have an OS. None of us have an OS. So we need we need a quick impromptu contest to give away these awesome bearings. What Let's do, you think? do it. I, I already Let's have an it. I have an idea. Well then throw it out there. <laughs> Just make it so. The the one hundredth person that sends me ten dollars. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, you know what? And dude, here that was, I thought you I were gonna, yeah, yeah, that was good. That <laughs> was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What can we do for a quick contest? I mean, we've done the photo contest before. Should we do it? Let's do an essay contest. <laughs> do you remember Five paragraph those? essay you in high school. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 
D- oh, dude, d- you 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 spawned this idea. It's all on you, man. He was hoping that no, you were going to bail I, him out here. We would come up with something. And no, he sort of just. Yeah. I'm going to watch you drown. I came I'm going to watch you drown on this one. You know what? Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I, re- a, I really appreciate that. What a that. friend. <laughs> Let's. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know what? Two can play The gears this are game. turning, man. The gears are turning. No, I got it. All right. First person, or not first person. I'll, we'll let this go for two weeks. Okay. And I will take your little essay challenge there, Ooh. mister. Write me an essay. You know, we're not talking like, dude, don't make me read too much or I will just click away from it. But give me a, a very small snippet or blurb that has to do with an experience you had with an OS engine. And captivate me. This could be good or this could be bad. Maybe you threw a whole entire rod out of the bottom and your heli went careening off into a swamp or, or something like that. Or or it could be that you got, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of flights out of your favorite oh, OS or whatever. Dude, I'm going to modify this. It's what? so important I'm interrupting you. I like your idea, but let's make it a poem. Oh, yes. let's do it man all right come okay. on okay Let, let's change it okay this okay. is what happens we just when, we, when we read about this <laughs> okay so write a poem let's change yeah erase everything that i just said before write a poem that has to do with os that's it we'll make it that simple and you can use <laughs> any form for your poem yep any form yep absolutely you could make it a uh, hot chew, chew or a haiku or whatever they call this. Hot chew. Oh. Yeah. Let's do that. That's it. Okay. There we go. It is the OS. Right, you heard it here first. Yeah, it's poem contest. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I know is our it, listeners are going to be super creative on this one. So tell me this. Is it, okay, is it. Just anything about an OS motor? I mean, it could dude, be anything. anything, man. Dude, I just need to have all right. anything, absolutely. I actually, before we go, there's one other thing that I, I just want to make a quick mention about something. Something was brought to my attention, and um, without getting into specifics, I, I just want to leave everybody with a parting thought. If you do something extremely stupid, and you you fuck up really bad, do the world a favor and own that mistake. That's all I'm saying. Wear it. Make yourself a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> because you know what? People always respect people that have met one. Yep. Yes. And always. on that note, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of RC Heli Nation, we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We will see you next Monday. Bye-bye. Adios. Someone point me in the direction of the This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you in part by HeliPros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Jens Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. Hey.